Hey, hello friends, and welcome to this message which is specially handpicked to minister to you and to bless you. I am Pastor Lincoln Seranga, Senior Pastor here at Liberty Christian Fellowship in London. My passion is the pursuit of 100% answered prayer. If that sounds like a good subject to you, why don't you follow me at lincolnseranga.com and also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media where you will be able to find other messages as well as find access to short courses, coaching opportunities and more. God bless you as you listen to this message. Mustard seed faith is my subject, and again, uh, by way of introduction, I want to to protest against a Christian culture that is increasingly abandoning the high bids of faith and the high life of, of kingdom of God, and people opting for more reasonable Christianity. And we've had debates uh, with um, all kinds of people who, having tried spirit-filled life, faith-driven life, signs and wonders, revival life, and they found the slopes are too steep, uh, many believers are opting for the valley <laughs> and the plains. People are abandoning the steep climb and finding verses to hide under and behind, verses that create doubt, verses that... Um, that, um, uh, you know, mystify other than demystify, verses that compromise and water down. Mm. And I, I am of the argument that when the, when the hill becomes very steep, you change gear, not into reverse, <laughs> not into reverse gear. Change gear, moving forward, stronger thrust, stronger push. And that's our heritage, that's our legacy. And I want to challenge you, everyone watching me, that there is a prophetic and trumpet call right now for God's spirit-filled people to return to the plow, to push for truth. Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find that people are just exhausted? Because he said that in the context of a widow who is bidding before the judge, give me justice, give me justice, give me justice, month after month, and the judge just does not care for God or man. But Jesus said she pressed on until the judge said, look, I don't fear God or man, but this woman is wearing me out. Now, he wasn't saying that God is like that, but he was saying prayer is as that. It's I'm believing against odds. We cannot throw in the towel. We cannot settle for a watered-down um, uh, Christian walk. When you read the words of Jesus concerning faith, chattering, they are bone-shaking. Uh, Jesus literally promises us 100% answered prayer. And that's been my drive, as you know, for many years. So we're going to read from Luke 17 and verse 5. And I hope that displays well here so that we can read and journey together in this. Is that working, Marvin? Is it working for you? Thank you, Jesus. 
Okay. Okay, I need to to make it work here. Luke chapter 17 and verse 5. Um, I'm still waiting for that to happen. I'll probably just read uh, from from my notes. Uh, uh, we, we, we may be having some, some technical challenge here in showing that. Yeah. Okay. There it comes. Let me let me get the right display here. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. The apostles say to the Lord, <laughs> increase our faith. I want you to stop right there and savor the moment and think of the context that brings them to this crisis. They're watching Jesus minister. They're watching him cast out devils, raise the dead, open blind eyes. And they feel the tension in how they can steward such a life because they know he wants them. And they realize they are coming short of that. Now, some of you, I'm sure, have had faith ventures. And you, you may be at that point, like they're saying, I need God's help on this one. God, I want to believe, but you need to help me increase our faith. They say to the Lord. Next verse. And... Um, so the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it will obey you. I want you to pause there and I want you to see that Jesus said the tree will obey you. It doesn't say it will obey God. The, must, the mulberry tree will obey you. There are levels of spiritual function that Jesus touches which are perplexing because the nature of them goes beyond petitioning God to do things and we begin to walk the earth as him and we begin to give commands and make decrees in the earth and the earth sub submits to us in the name of Jesus. But it is to us. He says the tree will be uprooted and planted in the sea. And it will, you command it and it will obey you. <laughs> I want you to itch on that one. I want you to face, let us be perplexed. Let us not reverse theology and make it convenient just because we can't do it. Yeah, let us not rewrite the scriptures just because we are having trouble with fulfillment. But Jesus said, they are asking him, increase our faith. And instead of increasing their faith, he goes into explaining the power of the faith that they are asking for. And I want to, to, to dwell here. God give me speed and accuracy. Let's read a little more. And... Um, uh, which of you, he continues, having a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him, when he has come in from the field, come at once, sit down to eat. But, he, but will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and guard yourself <laughs> and serve me 
till I have eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink. I want you to stop there. When you actually open the Bible, this is in the immediate context of Jesus talking about the mulberry tree. He talks about speaking to the mulberry tree and it's being uprooted and being planted into the sea and said it will be, it will obey you. And then he goes into this and he's saying, uh, he's telling the story of a relationship between a master and a servant. Hmm? And he's talking about this servant has been working in the fields. He comes in. When he comes in, the master does not run around and say, Sir, 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 have a seat. Let me feed you. No, no, He gives him more work. He tells him, okay, you're done with the fields. Now I want you to make me a meal and bring it to me to eat and enjoy and drink. Continue. Verse 9. Does he thank the servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. He says, <laughs> so likewise, you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, you must say we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. I read this. I said, Jesus, I can't even connect the story with the, with the request that these, these guys come to you. And they're asking you to increase their faith. You've told them how powerful faith is. And then you've gone into a story of a servant and a master. And it does not connect. I won't even promise that I'll explain it so well tonight. But I want us to touch a few points about this portion of scripture. Jesus does not actually answer their request of increased faith. Instead... He shows that faith is more qualitative than quantitative. He goes into the explanation of uh, having faith the size of a mustard seed. Now, every culture has language and similes and pictures and types. The mustard seed in the Jewish culture is the best expression to say something very, very small. Say it's as small as a mustard seed. And so... Contrary to their expectation, Jesus is saying, no, 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 you don't need more faith. <laughs> you don't need kilos of faith. You don't need tons of faith. Faith by its nature is not quantitative in operation. It is qualitative. So when we say somebody has little faith, the opposite is not big faith. It is great faith. And greatness is less about size. It's about function. Yeah. And so Jesus is saying to them, your bid should not be, your concern should not be how big your faith is, or rather a case of how great your faith is. But there's a lot more there for us to see. But the first point I want to make is faith is so powerful. You don't even need a lot of it. You just need to function in it in great ways. Now, I hope I've shared with you. Uh, I think I shared with you. I, I wish I'd uh, pulled this up in a little more detail. I'm just, just coming to mind. Do you know that the amount of uranium that blew up the whole of um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, each one of those bombs, do you know that the actual explosive substance was just a little over one kilogram 
one kilogram of uranium is what was in the bomb. And it is actually said the actual explosion did not use it all. The power of that bomb was not its volume. It was the chemistry of the uranium. It is how uranium behaves that created and creates the cataclysmic explosion behind an atomic bomb. It is the nature of uranium. Uranium, unstable uranium, as they pick it up and stabilize it and package it into a bomb, is one of the most dangerous materials to handle. I tell you, friends, faith is even more powerful than uranium. It just needs to be triggered. The power of it is not in the volume of it. So Jesus completely refuses to go down the volumetric journey. He says, no, 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 no. You don't need a lot of this stuff. You just need the smallest quantity known in the culture of Israel. Now, you could say grain of dust. But that wasn't a case of, it's not a case of sizes. It's about cultural language here to use the word of um, a mustard seed. So number one, my friends, faith is so potent. And I tell you this as somebody who has tasted it. When true faith manifests, heaven and earth shake. And I think we have a lot of fake options around the church. We have a lot of positive mental attitude. <laughs> we have a lot of um, positive vibe and, and a sort of momentum thinking. But true faith, true faith is more powerful than uranium. And you don't need tons of it. You only need the size of a mustard seed. It's a tiny little hint in the heart of man because I believe that faith essentially is a spiritual substance. It's a spiritual substance. And you see, spiritual things are not measured in kilos. I believe it is of divine source. It is of divine assignment and it's of divine function. It is a tiny drop of infinity. And the human heart only needs to lay hold of a mustard seed moment with this life altering substance and I call it forth right now in the midst of issues and situations in our communities and churches I tell you friends we must be waiting for mustard seed moments every day of our lives mustard seed moments every week of our lives we must pursue and seek for mustard seed moments it is less about volume and size and more about dynamics. It's more about dynamics. Number two, he likens faith to a living thing. You see, he could have said a grain of dust, but you see, a mustard seed is a living organism. It is a plant seed. And, and so... It carries more than you know. Seeds are just incredible things. <laughs> seeds are just incredible things. And a mustard seed is an amazing thing because small as it is, it creates a sizable tree. It just needs to be put in the right environment. Now, seeds can be thrown into the mouth and be chewed and be destroyed and nothing comes of them. But when they are put in the ground, a capacity, a potential is unlocked 
It is hidden in its genetic makeup. It's hidden in its biological construction. And when it is put in the soil and it is kissed by, by, by water, something begins to happen. When faith lands in the human heart, hmm? when faith is nurtured properly in the human heart, something explosive begins to happen, just like a seed grows. May mustard seed faith germinate in your heart right now. Let me tell you, friends, faith is a living thing. Not living in a biological sort of way, but it's a spiritually potent material. It's living. It is active. It is living and it is active. Now, I want to go through a few things there as I talk about faith being an organic matter. Organic matter. Now, uh, you cannot construct organic things. You can't build them. Organic materials are birthed. They are birthed. And so, and this is where faith is a complicated issue. Because you can't exactly go to faith school. <laughs> and this is the point. I'm not saying you won't benefit. You will. But this is the point. I believe faith is greater than the sum of its parts. I used this illustration recently. And I've adopted it as some of the, one of the slogans that I use. You see, something is composed of parts. A human body is composed of head, neck, shoulders, arms. So when you put all these things together, you have a human body. Yeah? <laughs> but you know, just putting arms and legs together does not create a human being. We are greater than the sum of our parts. Just giving me a liver and kidneys and all the other organs and putting them in the right place does not make me alive. Faith is very similar. We can study its ingredients. We can study its confidence. We can study its confession. We can study its, um, its, its uh, positivity. But just being positive and confessing does not create faith. And this is what bothered and has bothered a lot of people who are now engaging reverse gear and abandoning faith because they say, I tried it. I tried it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jesus did not say try it. This thing works. When it's real, it works. Now listen, faith is birthed. The Bible says faith is birthed. Romans 10, 17. I'm not going to read all this for you because we'll be here all night. Allow me to just quote them. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that coming is not a, a psychological or mental or arith arithmetic coming. It is a spiritual birth. That as you hear the word of God, faith is birthed in your spirit. So number one, faith is birthed. Number two, faith feeds. Faith feeds. It needs to be nourished. It does feed. It feeds on the word of God. Both Logos, the written, and Rema, the revealed. As you wait for, for a miracle moment, you feed your, your faith with the word of God, reading the word of God, meditating on the word of God. And then in a moment, the spirit of God will quicken a word and faith will leap. It's both uh, fed, it's fed by both Logos and Rema. Faith, my friend, feeds. Number three, faith grows. It grows but this growing, as I explained before, is not about growing in size. It's about expressing. It's about development. It's about 
how you nurture something and walk in something and you come to a place where faith is so, so established. Hmm? Bible gives the story of a man, Luke 13, 19, who threw a mustard seed into the ground. Hmm? Luke 13, 19. I, I can't stop long enough. Hmm? Luke 13, 19. I want to, to just read that because yeah, people may not be very familiar with it. And Marvin cannot reach it easily, can he? No. 13, 19. What is the kingdom of God like? To what can I compare it? It is like a mustard seed. You see, when you're talking about the kingdom of God and the life of God, you can talk about many different elements. You can talk about church and worship. You can talk about healing and deliverance. You can talk about prayer. You can talk about fasting. At the heart, at the core of all this stuff is this miracle substance called faith. Faith drives prayer. Faith drives healing. Faith drives worship. It is the uranium. It is the spiritual uranium which the human heart must carry to catalyze and drive and fuel the very work of God on the earth. So the kingdom of God is as a man hmm, who took a mustard seed and put it in his garden and it grew and became a large tree and the birds of the air nested in its branches. Jesus, may we be nurturers of supernatural life through hosting and incubating Hosting and incubating supernatural life through faith, through hearing whispers of heaven and becoming persuaded concerning things that must be against odds, against economic trends, against biological possibilities. My God, these things are possible. I wish I could tell you what God has done lately in our church, in our homes. And when you Touch faith. It's like bang, uranium. It's a chain reaction. And uh, when the, the bomb was dropped in Hiroshima, uh, somebody describing it says when a, an atomic bomb drops, people disappear. It's not about being blown apart. It's about being roasted to complete air. To be, People vanish. The reaction is so strong, so powerful that no trace is left this, uh, in, in a way that you can distinguish. I, I'm, I'm, it's a, I'm, I'm not glorifying a morbid image of death, but I'm talking about the power of a physical compound called uranium. And I want to sell you now a spiritual alternative called faith. <laughs> huh? My God, may we know it. May we learn to recognize it because when you do and learn to collaborate with it, miracles will happen. And I believe I'm functioning in it right now. I'm releasing it into my environment because I know that something has been nurtured and growing. Something has been growing. This seed of faith that God sows in our heart. Faith grows. Faith sees. It has eyes. Now, now, I'm not saying faith is a person, 
But I'm talking about his function. In his function, there's a way that faith sees. In Jeremiah 1, God asks Jeremiah, what are you seeing? What do you see? Faith speaks. It has a mouth. And when you walk in faith, stuff will come out of your mouth. And faith acts. Faith acts. James 2, 14 says, faith without works is dead. And so that means faith does have an action. And sometimes the action is picking up a call. Recently, my wife and I were somewhere. We were in the lounge downstairs. And in a moment, I lifted up my heart. And, and I, 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 I made a call. And that call opened a door of miracles for us. One little call. <laughs> and you think, was it happenstance? No, no, it wasn't happenstance. It was faith at work. Because faith worketh in love. And sometimes you're just loving people. Sometimes you're just helping people. Sometimes you're just uh, writing a, a check. Sometimes you're just uh, knocking a door. Sometimes you're just uh, uh, writing an application. Sometimes you're just harboring a dream. And my goodness, suddenly you are dealing with mustard seed. Mustard seed. May our hearts become mustard seed sensitive. May they, may they become mustard seed uh, uh, supportive. Hmm? So that we are not seed killers. There is land in, in the world where you sow your seed and you lost it because it's acidic, it's destructive, it's bad soil. But may our hearts be potent soil for the seed of God to drop inside you. And for you to know the difference between mere human excitement and the origins of miracles. The origins of miracles. And it all, my friend, is sparking by the word and the spirit. The word and the spirit. Now, the word has many images in the Bible. I wrote some of them. You see, the word of God is, is food. It's bread, it's meat, it's milk, <laughs> and it nourishes. But then the Bible shows the word of God is also water, and it washes. Ephesians 5.25, washing with the water. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Washing her with the water, with the water of the word. The word of God is also a lamp and a light. It illuminates. Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my feet, a lamp unto my path. The word of God is also a rock we build on it. It's foundational. Matthew 7, 24. The word is also a seed. We sow it and it germinates. And the word of God is also a sword. It pierces our hearts and we also wage war using it. Multiple facets of the same thing. And you see, the word, when it touches the soil of the human heart, generates this thing called faith. And it's a supernatural product. It is greater than the mind. It may have positive thinking, but it is greater than positive thinking, my friends. I am selling you on faith. I'm sending you back to understanding that God is faithful to send us faith. That's where we're going here. Now, uh, you find... As the scriptures are saying, the faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the ultimate origin, listen to me, the ultimate origin of faith is God himself. 
Faith is not a product of human psychological engineering. In fact, I believe the root of human faith is the human spirit. The human spirit is the soil of the heart in which faith grows. And in God saying, let us make man in our image and likeness, he was talking about man being spirit with a mind and a soul. Hmm? Living in a body, but with a mind and a soul and a will, but as a spirit being. And in giving man a spirit, God put in every man. And this is the good news. Every person on earth has a capacity to generate faith. Every one of us has the ability to host, to incubate, and to function in faith. It is a product of the human spirit. God himself initiates it. So faith comes by hearing when the source of faith, when God by spirit speaks to the human heart, the heart responds in faith. Like a child hears the voice of its mother and begins to cry out for mother. The heart of man cries out in faith response to the grace of God. That's why the Bible says, for by grace we have been saved. It doesn't mean faith does, grace does all the work. Grace is the initiate, initiative. Faith is the response. Grace is the initiative. Faith is the response. This stuff is God-triggered. And the Bible says God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. I forgot to write that verse down. But God has dealt to every man the measure, the measure, the. I like the, 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 uh, the imp implication of that. If you can find it for me, Pastor Grace, I'd appreciate to put it out there. God has, has dealt to every man. It's somewhere in the book of Romans, I believe. The measure. What is that measure? I believe that measure is the mustard seed. Every person has been given mustard seed faith. What have you done with that seed? Now, uh, some time ago, actually, what was it? Was it in Israel or was it here? I went and bought a bottle of mustard seeds and... and uh, one time at church, I, I stationed ushers at the doors. I said, give everybody a mustard seed in their hand as they come in. <laughs> I was going to preach on the subject. But you see, when you are given a mustard seed, you will be overwhelmed at how small it is. You cannot put it in your pocket. It's, once it's in there, it's lost. You will have to search very diligently to find it. It's a tiny little seed. Tiny, tiny little seed. What have you done with it? God has given every one of us. And that's why when Jesus was walking the earth, there was this incredible response to him. A woman with an issue of blood hears the story of a, a young Jewish man walking the streets, healing the sick. And something comes awake in her. And thank God she did not reason it Thank God she did not doubt it. But that seed which God puts in every human soul, every human spirit at creation, rose up and sprouted and responded to Jesus. And she said, if I only touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. She was not born again. She was not spirit-filled. 
She was not a member of Liberty Christian Fellowship. She had not gone through Ikeo's discipleship. She was just a desperate woman who had been bleeding for 12 years and had nothing to her name. But you see, everyone, every man has a capacity to respond to God. That's Romans 13, 3. Uh, 12, 3. Okay. God has given to every man a measure. Other translations will say the measure of faith. And I like the measure. The question is, where have you put it? What have you done with it? Uh, my wife laughs at me every time here when I say, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And I run around the house looking for, what have you done with the phone? I had it a moment ago. And then I go, Siri, Siri, find my phone. And Siri says, it's nearby. <laughs> uh, and then it says, sending a ping, sending a sound to the phone. And it begins to beep. And it's right there. I just misplaced it. Faith has been given. We just need to steward it. We need to steward it. We need to feed it. We need to steward it. And we need to feed it. And we need to sow it. And we need to build on it. And we need to understand how to work faith. But you see, when you're given a mustard seed and say, oh, thank you so much, and you throw it in your pocket, you may never find it. Because it's very small. Very, very small. I hope you're hearing me, my friends. God has dealt with us, every one of us, the measure of faith. Luke 8.25, after the storm, when that storm breaks out on the boat while Jesus is asleep, um, the disciples wake him up in panic and say, Wake up, Jesus, we are going to die. Don't you care that we're going to die? He asks, he gets up, he rebukes the storm, and then he turns to them and says, where is your faith? Where is it? What have you done with it? Doubt is the, bad, is the, is the wrong stewardship, is the bad stewardship of faith. Doubt is when we fail to steward faith well, to feed it well, to nourish it well, to sow it well, to function in it well. That's when unbelief comes up. And let me tell you, friends, unbelief is the more foreign thing. We were created for faith. We were created for faith. Faith is normal. Doubt is what's up in us and nourish it. Thank you, Jesus. Faith must be cared for. We must. Now, we, it's just that once you call it faith, we mentalize it and we say, oh, that means I must be sure of something. No, no, no. It's not just about being sure. It's about the fact that faith persuades you to Christ. Faith makes you open your Bible. Faith makes you give. Faith makes you forgive your enemies. Faith makes you pray. Faith makes you worship. Hmm? And it must be nurtured and nourished like a baby. Like a baby is looked after. Hmm? Okay, number four. The other element that he brings out is this story of, um, of the servant. A very confusing story. It's still difficult for me to explain, to understand fully. But this is the point. Jesus, after making the point that a mustard seed faith can command a mulberry tree to be uprooted and be planted into the sea, he then goes into this story and he says, basically, <laughs> a servant 
should should be able to say at the end, I've just done my part. I was commanded. I don't need to be thanked. I was under orders. That's why I plowed the fields. It wasn't me who initiated. I was commanded. My action is merely a response. And this is the point that Jesus is making. He's saying, just like it naturally flows that a servant must serve without even expecting to be thanked, I am just doing my part. When we believe, we are just doing our part. We are under orders to believe. We are under orders to believe, friends. We cannot but believe. Jesus, again and again, commanded us to have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Believe God. When we believe, there is no miracle about that. It is our calling. It just has to be faith, not human wisdom, not human fabrication. We should be believing God is serving God. (laughs) This is the other thing I saw here. It is servanthood. When we host his ideas and fight his battles and trust him for miracles, we are just being servants. We were commanded to host the kingdom of God. We deserve no thanks. We just are servants doing our part. And I must close. I don't want to labor this too hard today. I want to encourage you, friends, to serve the Lord with your faith. Serve the Lord with your faith. I am serving God right now, and I'm leaving it to Him, in a sense, um, to, to, to spark these things. But you see, you must host. We must host. We must host this miracle. The miracle of carrying the seed of heaven and triggering miracles for God. For his glory. Um, you see, if God doesn't do it for us, he can't do it for anybody. It is for us that he moves in the earth. It's for his people as we carry his purposes. I want to say to you, there is a divine initiative over your life, which you must constantly find. A divine initiative. Faith does not originate from the will of man. It originates from the counsel of heaven. And it's always ahead of you. God is always ahead of you. And waiting for you to catch up. Waiting for you to catch up. May we rise and do the things he wants us to do. Let me read my final scripture. Uh, Matthew chapter 17 and verse 14. And again, we are back to faith. Um, My other ones, for those that are... Uh, have been with us on the 5 a.m. I was speaking on the, the, the fig tree, the miracle of the fig tree. But let's read this one. Matthew 17 and verse 14. And when they had come to the multitude, from this is from the mountain of transfiguration, they come down from the hill, from the mountain, and they come into the valley and they find a kafafel. And when they had come to this multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire 
and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples. <laughs> I brought him to your followers. I brought him to church. But they could not cure him. What's wrong? Why is it not working? Lord, I know it works with you. So because you're not here, I took it to your children and nothing happened. Jesus answered and said, I want you to hear Jesus' words. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Pause it right there. Pause it right there. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Jesus just hits the roof. He says, come on, guys, come on. Uh, let's read a little bit. Because true faith was working from that very hour. Moving on. And the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? <laughs> Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. Now, unbelief is the opposite of faith. It's the absence of faith. For assuredly, I say to you, verily, verily, I say to you, amen, amen, I say to you, continue, if you have faith as a mustard seed. We're back now. This time we're not talking to the mulberry tree. We are talking to the mountain on which the mulberry tree is growing. The whole thing, he says, you tell the whole mountain, move from here to there. Mm -hmm. Continue, next verse. It will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Friends, something is going on here. True faith. As described by Jesus, knows no impossibilities. It knows no impossibilities. When the real stuff is functioning, you don't need kilos of it. You need, don't need gallons of it. You just need the mustard seed faith. He said it once over a mulberry tree. He said it the second time over a mountain. He also has said it the third time through that man who cast his mustard seed out of the window, and it becomes a tree in which birds come and perch. A matter is established by two or three witnesses. What am I saying? Guys, it works. Christianity works. But it's got to be the real thing. And I'm challenging you as I challenge myself. Let us not engage reverse. Let us not now begin to find... 10 reasons why prayer may not be answered. 30 reasons why God may delay. 40 reasons why they may not get a breakthrough. 5, 10, uh, five reasons why generational curses are not broken. Guys, <laughs> we need to find the mustard seed. Tear your pocket out. Put it under a magnifying glass. Inside of us, every one of us is carrying spiritual uranium. We are ready to blow mountains out of place. Come on, come on. Healing from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Deliverance from powers of darkness. Opening of doors. Hmm? True opportunity. In the name of Jesus. 
We will not doubt that this thing is for real. I will not become uh, of the new legacy of Christianity where everything is, oh, you never know, it depends on God. And God says it depends on you. And you say it depends on God. And it's a ping pong. It's a ping pong, my friends. And I'm not saying I'm fully there, but I'm telling you what drives my heart. When I say to you that my life banner, my life mantra is 100% answered prayer. I will not be afraid to say it. I will not be afraid to pursue it. And I will not be afraid to promote it. Go theologize all you want. You will never eradicate it from the scriptures. And our finite little lives and their issues must bow the knee to that truth. And like Daniel said, we, he said that Daniel, Sadrach, and Abnego, those three guys, they said, we know that God is able to deliver us, even if he doesn't. <laughs> My life is not theology. Jesus is theology. My life will not be the word of God. The word of God stands sovereign in its own right. And so right now, under the power of this right now, I speak into your life, friends, wherever you are, in the name of Jesus. And I challenge you by the grace and glory of God to understand this thing is not about fees, 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 fees. Yes, it does have fees. It's not about positive, positive. Yes, it does have. It is greater than the sum of its parts. It is supernatural in root. It is supernatural in source. It is, it is unstoppable in its results. Nothing shall be impossible with it. With it, a word is spoken and mountains move. Mulberry trees are uprooted. Wait for it. Even if it functions twice a year, find it. But may it happen more than twice a year. Wait for it. Imagine yourself doing it. Imagine yourself functioning in faith. True faith. Supernatural faith. And may God perfect what concerns you. I want you to lift up the voice of prayer wherever you are. In the name of Jesus. Respond to God right now where you are. Father, we say yes. Hey, hey. We say yes. Like an egg in a woman's womb says yes to the seed of a man and encapsulates it. And a miracle begins in the womb. Our souls say yes. Our souls say yes. These days people are so full of doubt. They are now even doubting tongues. They're saying, oh, if, if it was tongues, you should have interpreted it. I am interpreting it right now by the words I'm saying. When words fail my vocabulary, I break into tongues. Bible says he who speaks in tongues speaks mysteries and does not speak to men. Speaks to God. My friend, not all tongues are for men. Some tongues are for God. He who speaks in tongues speaks to God and speaks mysteries. Some of them are not to be interpreted. People have misunderstood that. I don't want to even go into that, but these are things I'm going to be contending for. People think that our spirituality must be lived out for the unbeliever to understand. My friend, we speak mysteries to God. We cover 
uh, impossibilities in the presence of God. Father, stretch forth your hand. Let faith incubate. Let miracles be birthed. Let your kingdom come and your will be done. In the name of Jesus, may God visit you with mustard seed moments. May God stir you up. Uh, when Jesus cast the fig tree out, I don't know if I'll go there on Sunday. You see, it was a moment. It wasn't rehearsed. It wasn't in his diary. It happened on the day as he walked that he bumps into this situation and a need in him collides with the possibility and something begins to break out. You need to find your moments. You need to know your moments. Sometimes they're in the middle of worship. Sometimes they're in the middle of a sermon and you get up and say, eh, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. I just love Harriet Katerega, a woman of God. I've preached in church and many times I've brought a word out of the blue. She catches these words and incubates them. And every time I find out, I, I check to see who got a miracle. Harriet got a miracle. Harriet got, Harriet, how do you do it? She catches these things, catches these moments and incubates them. Don't wait for your neighbor. Don't wait for, for uh, some consensus by some theological uh, forum who are going to dissect. Oh, but you say you've got to, to know the will of God. Mm -hmm. God says nothing shall be impossible for you, for you. Mm, it shall be done for you. Your faith has made you whole. We bless you, Father. We speak wholeness to our bodies. We speak salvation to our children. We speak deliverance to our nations. We speak supernatural results. We are not tired. We are not tired. We are like Joshua and Caleb. While some believers are revising their theology, we are strengthening ours. And we are elevating our faith one more time. Rise up and walk. Someone needs to literally get up and walk. Under the sound of my voice, get up and walk. And claim more years. Claim more years. God has just added 10 years to someone's life. Right here as I speak, I see 10 years. God has added 10 years. Some of you have been feeling mortal. You've been feeling mortal. You've felt your mortality, you've felt your fragility and your temporalness, temporaliness, temporal. you felt how temporal you are. God is speaking life to you right now by His Spirit. By His Spirit. Receive that and take it in Jesus' name and live. May God fight uh, the battles of your life. May God invade your cells and your tissues and your organs and your bones and activate in you the life of heaven. May God make you a miracle man, a miracle woman. May testimonies be written concerning what he will do for you. We declare these things by faith. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. <laughs>